What is going on, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of How They're Here. This week, we have a bit of a shorter episode than normal with Slam videographer Josh Englert. Josh is actually only 19 years old and just bought his first camera around a year ago, but his work is far from that of a rookie. Josh actually was approached by Slam, Overtime, and Ball's Life to do videography work in Minneapolis. After settling on Slam, he's had the ability to work with some of the country's top high school athletes, including football and basketball phenom Jalen Suggs, one of the top girls basketball players in the country, Paige Bukers, and seven-foot high school stud Chet Holmgren. Josh's edits are crazy good, and I was actually introduced to them when my 14-year-old cousin reposted one on his story with the caption, and I quote, these edits go crazy. In not so many more words, Josh and I discuss where his passion for videography started, what it looks like to be part of one of these huge social media brands, and how he's grown and evolved in just around a year as a creator. I hope you all enjoy this episode and learn a thing or two about how you can leverage your passions into a potential career and gain some valuable insight into how they're here. All right, we are back, and I am joined now by Josh Englert, who is a videographer, a 19-year-old videographer here in uh, the Twin Cities area. Josh and I got connected. I shouldn't say we got connected. I reached out to you um, because, which I think is kind of a funny preface to who you are and what you do. Mm-hmm. I My kid cousin, who's probably in 7th or 8th grade, posted one of your uh, highlight videos of, of Jalen Suggs. Yeah. And he was like, this dude's edits go crazy. And I'm like, oh, that's, a, that's a pretty good edit. And I'm, I've am i been super interested recently in sort of this world of like sports edits and like how it plays with big companies like Slam, who I know you work for, and we'll talk about that. But just like it seems so accessible now and there seems like there's just so many talented people. I wanted to get one of these talented people onto the podcast and be like, what's going on? And you being 19, I think is even more fantastic. So I want to start by saying thank you for even responding yeah, to me and, and doing this. Yep. You're welcome. So Josh, yeah, you are a 19 year old student. So you go to school, you said century college, century college. And what are you studying? Uh, just film the f- like movies, film, okay. anything with the camera. Is this something you always knew you wanted to do? Because obviously you're going to study film, which is a little less traditional than, you know, maybe going to study marketing or business. Is this always Um, something you knew you wanted to do? As a kid, I just, when I got an iPod, I'd always make videos on it, like basketball videos, try to make little movies on YouTube and stuff with friends. And I edited on iMovie on my phone. and, And I don't know, I just really like that and getting creative. So... Yeah. yeah, that's just kind of how I, you know, I, I think that's really funny because that really just goes to show the low barrier of, of entry these days mm-hmm. of like being able to create, like you're doing it on an iPod. And yeah. I always, I hear so many people say that I'd love to get into those, like, cause we can never really, like, I don't know if you've actually gotten those iPod videos or seen them recently, but I'd love to be able to like, go back and find those guys the same I, way. Yeah. I edited, uh, it was in high school before I got my camera. I got my camera after high school. I edited a half an hour movie on my iPhone. Oh wow! Yeah. So it's, yeah. I mean that's it's on. I think it's on YouTube still. Oh, is it? I'm not sure. That's funny. I'm, I mean, I'm talking all the way back. I remember I had one of these colored iPod Nanos. It was like a blue iPod Nano, if you remember those. Yeah. And they had like cameras. For some reason, they put a camera on it. Like uh-huh. I don't know why, because I don't even know how you got the pictures off of it. Yeah. But it had a camera, and I remember me and my brothers would do like the craziest stuff. We'd be like writing, like we'd tape. The, the, the flat iPod Nano to like our helmets just with like scotch tape and just ride around and make these little like home movies and yeah. stuff and I, I'd love to find those and get those off somehow yeah. because I think That's, those are those are like where you, you start having mm-hmm. a desire to create yeah. so it sounds like you always had that sort yep. of desire to, sh- to shoot and create yeah. I still have those videos on YouTube and it's 
makes me cringe when I watch them. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, yeah. you evolve like that. So you said that you didn't get your first camera until after. Yeah, with my graduation school. money. With your graduation money, you got the camera. So what, what like pushed you? So did you know you wanted to go study film before that? Because I feel like, and I could be wrong, that a lot of people who know they want to study film maybe have a little practice with more yeah. formalized um, tools. I, I just did videos on my phone, and I, I actually had the Final Cut Pro, which is what I used to edit. I had that before I graduated high school, so I was just learning that throughout high school. And then I just wanted, I, I didn't really even have a plan. I was just like, let me just buy a camera since I've always wanted a nice camera. And so I just bought it. I didn't have any plans for anything just to like go out to, I actually started with music videos. And then that, I just, bought a bunch of gear, started with music videos, and then that just led to everything else. People started noticing it, I uh, started getting paid, and I just had to buy new, new equipment. And Yeah, what, what was like the, so what was your first camera, I suppose? It's I Canon 80D, Canon which 80D. is what I have right now. And you said you, st you still shoot on that. Yes. So <laughs> what sort of research did you do to get into that? Because I, I know when I was I buying mine, it was like overwhelming. It was like, yeah. what the hell do I even, like, yeah. where do I start? I just looked up um, best video camera under like two thousand dollars. That's a big. That's, that's, that's a huge range. Yeah, it is. That's and I just kept seeing Canon 80D, Canon 80D on YouTube, and I just watched a bunch of tutorials and like best settings, all that stuff, just to know how the camera works. And yeah, and I bought it, and yeah. That's interesting. So you, you buy the camera first. It probably comes with like a kit lens. Kit lens. And is that yeah. what you're rolling with for a while? Or did you mm -hmm. immediately start to make some of these upgrades? No, I, I used the kit lens for a while. And then I still only have two lenses right now, which is the 50 millimeter lens and the kit lens, which is the 18 to 135, which is what I use for basketball. Yeah. So I still use the kit lens all the time. So, so even on all the videos that I see on your Instagram? Most of them. Are the kit Sometimes lens. I rent lenses and stuff. Okay. So like when you go to rental lens, what's sort of your your, your go to? Because oh. you you sort of need more of a yeah a zoom capability than yeah. the kit lenses. I go to ah. the National Camera Exchange to, and then at Century now I don't have to buy or rent the lens. They just let me use it. I just sign it off, so I don't have to pay for it now. I just use the the lens. So that's super nice. So coming back to you going to school to study film, mm. was this sort of like a okay, this is a passion of mine I want to develop? Or was it, you know, were you pressured to go to school? Sort of me getting at this, and this podcast talks a lot to entrepreneurs and creatives. And a lot of the time, those types of people don't even go and get a formalized education yeah. at the next level. So was it, was going to college something you always wanted to do? Or was it just sort of the next logical step in your process? I think it was both. I just, I wanted to learn more about video stuff. And yeah, it was, I wasn't forced. I just thought that was the best choice. Okay. So now you are doing a lot of freelance work, mm. a less than a year into your film career. A little over a year. A little over a year. Yeah. What was that learning curve like? So you said you started by shooting music videos. Yeah. Were, were those like uh, horrible music videos or? Well, I, at the time I thought they were so good. And then, um, I sat down with this one guy who does music videos and he's like going into movies now and like he's way up there 
he's using like the red cameras and yeah and he just sat me down and told me I was doing everything wrong on my camera in my camera settings and so he just sat me down taught me how to use my camera when to use the different um, frame rates and all that stuff and yeah that it was like it kind of like made me think I wasn't doing anything right but I also learned a lot so that dude taught me a lot what was one of the biggest mistakes that he called you out for that you were like that either helped you the most or you're like I didn't even think about this the frame rate like I was shooting everything at 60 frame 60 fps instead of like because the music videos most music videos are shot in 23 or 24 fps for more cinematic looks and I was doing everything at 60 fps and I guess I didn't know I was supposed to shoot it in 24 and he just told me I gotta do that and just all the shutter speed stuff and ISO and yeah how how are you learning up to that point was it YouTube or was it just you kind of it's always YouTube figuring it out yeah yeah just if I want to know something I'll look it up and different editing styles I'll just look it up and effects I'll download effects and I just look up everything basically sure so you started music videos Mm -hmm. you talked about then eventually you started getting paid and obviously somewhere in there was your foray into shooting sports so walk Mm -hmm. me through after you kind of got sat down by this guy and was like okay now I actually know a little bit more what I'm doing Mm -hmm. what were those next couple of months like um I kind of stopped doing music videos once um I started doing a bunch of basketball videos a trainer um reached out to me um he wanted me to do videos for him for Cooper High School he's a trainer for Cooper and that's kind of how I got started with the sports um and yeah I just I went to the games did started doing workout videos um did the highlight videos for the team um just yeah that's how I got started with the sports and then I re- I actually started like I I was like focused on that one team doing that one team's videos all the time and didn't realize I could go to all these other schools where all these other big players are too. So once I've like started going to the other schools, that's how I really got noticed with the sport videos. That's interesting. So it sounds like sort of in your, your earlier time, you were, it was probably you reaching out to people mm-hmm. more, especially yep. when you have no portfolio or, or creative yeah. work out there. You're just probably reaching out and like, hey, I'll shoot music videos for free. Yep. I can only imagine the types of people that you're finding that yeah. want to shoot music videos for free. Like probably some really top end music, I say heavily sarcastically. Uh, not really top. Yeah, but exactly. So then, but then you get reached out to. Yeah. And then, you know, you start getting into this world of sports. So this mm-hmm. a, a direction you had wanted to get into or was it just part of the natural evolution? It was just the natural evolution. I didn't, I mean, I love sports. Basketball is my favorite sport. I don't even know why I didn't start just doing sports. I don't know why. I think I was just watching a bunch of music videos and at that time when I first started, so that's kind of what I wanted to start doing. And then once I started shooting sports, I was like, this is a lot more funner. Yeah. Yeah. So now you're shooting sports. (laughs) You're getting paid to shoot sports? Mm -hmm. Okay. How how does all of that play into what you're doing right now? So to give the listener some context, you are working in some capacity for, and we can unpack that, but for Slam for Slam Magazine, mm-hmm. which is a, a basketball online. Do they have a print publication still? Yeah, they're 
they do mag- Slam Magazine. Slam they're, Magazine is their big thing. Yeah. But then they're a big online brand and, and presence mm-hmm. like that, and basketball primarily. Yeah. Um, so what? how did you start working with them? Because that's kind of a big step. Um, well, they followed me on Instagram out of nowhere. And then I just... I DM'd the video director, his name's Brian, and I was just asking him questions like what camera he uses and just trying to learn more. And then he, he messaged me one day and said, do you want to shoot this um, USA camp in Bloomington? It was all the top high school players that played for the USA team. And they're coming to, they came to Minnesota and he wanted me to do the videos for them. Cause they sent another slam person, but they needed like two angles. So he asked me since, he liked my videos and my work, so that's, and then after that, um, he just, they liked my work there, and then they just hired me on. How do you think they found your videos initially? I think I just, I tagged them, I tagged a bunch of people just to try to get my videos out there, and then, I mean, I messaged him, he probably looked through my Instagram and seen my videos, so that's probably how. Was, it, was that a goal of yours in tagging all these comp- Like when you say you want to get your videos out there, mm-hmm. were you trying to build an Instagram following or you, were you trying to eventually get to a point where you could work with a company like Slam? Yeah, I just wanted to make some money, work with Slam. And yeah, I've, I wanted, I've been, um, Overtime asked me, I've been approached by Overtime, Ball's Life, and Slam. But I've... Like at the beginning, I've always wanted to be with Slam. So, okay. Any reason yeah. for that? Um, I don't know. I just like their videos more. Like their, the videos they post were more creative. Over time, all I saw were iPhone clips, and I was like, I'm not gonna film on an iPhone. I want to mm-hmm. get good quality edits and all that. Yeah, that's interesting. So, a big part of my interest in all of this lies sort of in that relationship that these companies have with videographers like you. So mm-hmm. obviously Slam is located out, I believe, in New York City. Yep. So is Overtime. And so is Overtime. And you're here in Minnesota. So they have to create some sort of relationship like that. And there's yeah. a lot of talent out there for them to go after. But at the same time, there's a lot of options for these talents to pick from, right? Mm-hmm. You could have picked from Overtime or Ball's Life, all very similar type brands yeah. and similar type roles. So what is the nature and you can go into as much or little detail as you feel comfortable doing, but like, what is your nature with the agreement? Is it you go out and you're shooting individual events and they kind of pay you per event or are you in a much more sort of generalized role? Yeah. Um, they give me like names of who to shoot. So I'll be shooting Paige, Beckers, Jalen and Chet and yeah, I get paid by the game. So, I just go to their games, film, film them, make, I got to make a YouTube video highlight of the whole game. And then I can just make whatever mixtape I want and they'll post it on slam. Okay. So Instagram page. So you're like, your quota is like a YouTube video and a Instagram at it. Yeah. Okay. What, uh, like how long are those YouTube videos? Um, well, it depends on how many points they make. Uh, but for, Sometimes if they don't make enough points, I'll like combine two edits. Two well, it's raw highlights, no edit, no editing, but um, probably around five ten minutes. Okay, so pretty so pretty sizable, and yeah. obviously the Instagram ones are are, are max a minute. And and if you guys uh, are interested in seeing some of these videos, Josh is obviously a really uh, 
really great video editor. The reason he was approached by all of these companies to, to do what he does. Um, check out his Instagram, uh, J... J-N-G-L-E-R-T. J-N-G-L-E-R-T. Yep, Jingler. And it's fantastic stuff. You can see a lot of his stuff, obviously, on, on Slam. Um, mm. But I'm so interested because it, it feels like these days it's such like it's such an invaluable skill to have i almost said commodity like that everybody does it but it's just it's such an invaluable skill to, for you to have and mm-hmm. these companies have to be doing this like they absolutely have to be having boots on the ground mm-hmm. in bloomington minnesota or wherever they yeah. are even though they're out in like hoity-toity new york city yeah. like they they have to make relationships with people like you which mm-hmm. i think is so interesting if you were to put on your best slam hq hat why do you think, and you probably have a good insight because you've worked with these people, but why do you think it's so important for them to have somebody covering a Jalen Suggs, you know, an athlete out in Minnesota that is just a high school quarterback or high school basketball mm-hmm. player? Um, well, it's all about, like, the views. The more views they get on YouTube, they get paid. Instagram, I don't know if they get paid by Instagram. I don't know how that works, but um, especially for YouTube, yeah. Um, I just... They just hire me. They make money off the views I film. Um, I mean, I think it's it's just it's a business, so it's kind of all about making money. Yeah, but I, I guess my question is though, like it's a dude named Jalen Suggs from mm-hmm. Minnesota. Obviously, he's a very talented football player. Yeah. But like, what is their benefit of let's let's stick to Instagram? Like posting on like they don't make views. On, they don't make money. They don't make AdSense on Instagram, right? Yeah. So like, what is the what like what is the benefit? I'm, is this, this is like a genuine question. Like I'm I'm just curious yeah. to know if you have any insight to the mindset of like having all of these videographers everywhere because it'd just be way easier for them to have a couple focusing on like the biggest ones in the biggest cities, mm-hmm. but they don't. So yeah. I'm I'm actually not sure. Like, yeah, I've never even sure talked about that or why they go after everyone. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's fair. I mean, if if I were to think about it a little bit and I love your insight it's like there's just they're just trying to tap into so many different markets I'd assume and you said mm-hmm. that you have three players you have to cover yeah are they all football players no okay it's well Paige you know Paige Beckers I do not she's top uh, girl basketball player in Minnesota um, Chet is this he's on Jalen's team he's a seven foot sophomore or junior oh, he's geez. a junior yeah basketball player yeah Wow. So it would be those. They're all three basketball players. Jalen's the only one who plays football. Okay. What what kind of relationship do you have with these players, if any? Like, obviously, I think mm. it's really interesting because you make these great videos. Yeah. And we were talking about before who you thought, like, are you getting messages or yeah. comments where it's like, you only do Jalen videos. And you're yeah. like, well, those are the ones I get paid to do. So yeah. those are the ones I'm going to do. What is? It, do you have any relationship with Jalen or with Chad or um, with Paige? Yeah. Well, Paige works out. I do videos for Hoops and Christ. They train Paige, so, I mean, we talk at the workouts. Um, I mean, we talk. It's not like every day we talk, but it's just at workouts. Uh, if she needs a video, I um, like I film a workout. If she wants to learn something, like what she did wrong, I'll send her a video. Um, with Jalen, it's just on and off sometimes we just talk about i send him pictures and videos and stuff uh, that's yeah what, what's your turnaround on a video like you shoot on a friday night when when is that video done it used to well when i wasn't as busy it was like 
in a day and so it depends on how long the video is but I'm working on a wedding video right now it took me six hours to get three minutes done but I was with a few breaks of like eating and stuff of like a, a Jalen a Jalen Suggs video um like an edit sure like an Instagram edit yeah Instagram I think that's probably edit. the best metric that people um, know the most about well around an hour an hour and a half two hours okay What's well, like the most time-consuming part of that process? That, uh, that objectively seems really quick. Yeah. Um, probably um, probably the effects I use. Okay. Like the screen shakes, the the speed up parts. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you, where do you get your inspiration? Because a lot of what you do, and like I talk about like that account that I run mm -hmm. it obviously takes way less skill. Like you're much more skilled than I am, but we've both kind of trade in like understanding this culture of football players and, and mm -hmm. people that watch it and, and stuff like you, we have to be involved in that culture. And at least I personally didn't play football in high school, like past my sophomore year. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, what sort of background you have in it. Obviously you're around it a lot. Mm -hmm. So how do you stay best, like up to date on what, will basically be cool or like hip or will get my kid cousin to be like, man, this, this kid's had to go crazy. Um, when I started, I didn't, I just, the videos I made, I didn't make it for people, other people to think it was cool. I made it cause I thought it was cool. So I just like, I'll listen to a song in the car and I'll be like, dang, that'd be nice for a video edit. And like, I'll get ideas in my head. It's all from the song. So whatever is in the song and I like it, I'll get ideas on how I could use it in a video. And, yeah, I just do it. And it's not, like, I just think the video is cool. That's kind of why. Do you, do you shoot for the song? So I'm always curious, and especially with sort of like a, like a run and gun, like you don't know what's going to happen in a football game. Yeah. So you can't plan it out. And then you also turn these things around in an hour. Like, are yeah. you? even if it's not an hour, like you have to turn them around quickly, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. So are you, you have the song in your head. Do yeah. you shoot only the shots you need or are you getting as much as you can? I just film as much as I can. And sometimes I'll have a song already, well, like before I shoot. And sometimes I'll just look for a song after I'm done shooting. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I don't really shoot like, for the song, it just happens. Is there like a formula for like a good edit, like a good one minute Instagram edit? Like if you could break it down, if there is any, what would the the essential parts be? Um, I just try to get as many highlights as I can possible in the one minute. Um, the I just pick the best part of that song, whatever sounds cool. And it's, um, what was the question again? I forgot. Well, I, like the, if there was like a formula of like, okay. Okay. Of, um, of the best part, like you need this, 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 and this for it to be a good edit. And this could be your object, objective standards. I don't really have a formula. I just grab the clips that were the best in the game and just put them together. Sure. There's really no formula. Are you looking at a lot of other places for motivation? Obviously, there's probably a whole 
community of mm-hmm. slam creators. So are you guys kind of feeding off of each other or are you no. head down? I'm going to have my own style. I just have my own style. Sure. I, well, I did. I've seen a few videos on Instagram that kind of like my style, but I just took it in a different direction. That's kind of how, but I don't really want to give that away. Cause yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, those are industry secrets. Obviously mm-hmm. I feel like from like an outsider's perspective, a lot of them, look very similar and I, I I think I use the term style like they look they're obviously the same genre of video like they're all like Instagram highlight videos so you're mm. gonna kind of get the same feel from each video but yeah. obviously the effects that there's like a bunch of nuanced stuff that the normal viewer probably doesn't even notice that mm. makes your videos go crazy and somebody else's videos be like okay yeah. that was that was fine and like maybe you don't even think about mm-hmm. it what are those things that like you kind of sprinkle in there not even specific techniques but just like different aspects that you would throw in there that a normal viewer might not notice mm-hmm. that they like, but when they finish the video, they're like, Oh, that was really good. The, um, it's called LUTs. It's mm-hmm. like a color grading thing. Yeah. Sometimes I'll use that just to make the colors pop out, which is get people's attention on Instagram, which is what I used in the last football edit. Um, the music I use, I don't use, music everyone else listens to sometimes there'll be a few songs that are like big right now that i'll use but normally it's like uh, music not many people know of so i always have a lot of people asking what's the song i just try to keep it different how do you go about finding that if you Um, feel comfortable sharing do you have like a secret i mean arsenal of music or kind of okay I, i have ideas for different videos of songs i have it's just all in my spotify playlist okay i just shuffle through a bunch of songs i hear one i like and i'll save it yeah do you know who ty rogers is Mm. he's uh he's a i stumbled across him in my interest and curiosity spree of 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 videographers Mm -hmm. and he uh he worked for duke for a while and for michigan for a while like as their in-house videographer and now he does Strictly freelance. He he does work for Cam Newton's brand. Mm-hmm. He, he goes around and shoots in different NFL games and stuff like that now. But he uh, he was talking. He posts all the time on his socials, and you should look him up. He's might be like his tweets and stuff are very like trying to give advice to videographers. And I'm not like a videographer, so mm-hmm. a lot of it just kind of goes over my head. But maybe for somebody like you, you get a lot of value from it. Uh, and he talks a lot about just always having music in his ears and just like always listening mm-hmm. for music, like you said about like in, in the context of how could this be good mm-hmm. for a video? Like how could this song work for an edit that I'm coming up with, which it almost seems like a tiring process. Do you ever find yourself get like tired? Like it seems like you're just always like on, like always having to be looking for a next bout of inspiration or a next song that you're going to mm-hmm. use. Um, sometimes it takes a while to find a song and it, yeah, it does get tiring. It's like, like, if I don't have a song, I can't really make the video I want. So there have been a few times where, like, I just take a break from finding a song, and then the next day I'll just be listening to a song on in my car, and I'll be like, that's the one. Yeah. So I just got to take a break. And yeah. how, does, how does social media, and let's talk about Instagram specifically, because I'm assuming that's kind of the most influential one in, mm-hmm. in your yeah. career thus far. What, what sort of role does it play for you going forward? Like, obviously, you are, you know, you have quite a few. I think you have almost 10,000 followers on Instagram, on mm-hmm. your personal account, yeah. where you post highlights and stuff. Are you getting a lot of new business leads coming in these days? Or yeah. yeah. Yeah? Like, what, 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 
what sorts of people are reaching out to you and what do those, those messages look like? Um, right now, mostly sports. Um, when I started, it was a lot of uh, music videos, but now it's mostly sport. People wanting mixtapes, workout videos. Um, I was... I got a message from Howard Poley. They want me to do videos for their thing, their uh, AAU team. Um, just mainly sports right now. What's like the biggest hurdle for you right now? So obviously, I'm gonna, I'm gonna maybe lead you in a direction. And if you're like, mm -hmm. no, that's not my biggest hurdle, then be like, you're completely wrong. You're a student. You're going to school. You're in a film program, so at least that's mm -hmm. probably relevant. And like, even when you're not working on slam stuff, you're still building your skill in a mm -hmm. relevant field. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you're you're a student. I'm sure you want to have a, a social life. You're filming these games on Fridays. Like, what is your biggest challenge right now as sort of an independent videographer? Because more and more people, I think, are adopting this model of like, mm -hmm. I want to shoot and I want to do the things I'm good at, and I want to focus on the projects that I want to focus on, and not be tied down to like one company or one brand or anything mm -hmm. like that. So what's like your biggest challenge? Um, I'm not really sure. Okay. Would it be like a time thing? Like I think the part that I was insinuating was like mm -hmm. you have a ton going on and you probably have, it sounds like at least a fair amount of like inbound leads, like people coming to you for, yeah. for videos. Like what, is there a part of that that's like I can't do all of these or I, you know, these yeah. aren't the opportunities that I want to do or a lot of people ask since they're in different states they'll ask if I send you videos can you make an edit but I mean it's iPhone clips probably and those you can't really edit with so I don't really do those sure so that's maybe one of them <laughs> what, what are your and we were talking again a little bit before this but like what are your I'm sure your DMs are crazy just with people like hitting you up yeah. for a whole bunch of stuff. What's, what's the most common thing somebody DMs you for? Um, it's either a shout out or a mixtape or what's your prices. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do work like that outside of like, outside of slam and outside mm -hmm. of some of the other yeah. stuff? Um, I do. Um, I don't know how much I'll be able to do that this season. But I'll try. It's I gotta make it work with my slam since I gotta be at those games. But yeah, I do. Last year I did a lot of just going. Someone asked me, I'll go, go make them a video. They'll pay me. So yeah. What's uh What's like the time commitment like for slam? Because obviously that sounds like the most like formalized thing that you do. It's the it's the most consistent at least. What What's your time commitment like in a given week? Uh, for slam, yeah. Uh, well, for the this coming basketball season, it might be more, since I'm in, I'm in, like working. There's more people to film right now, and I'm I've been in it longer. Um, probably, I probably have to make. I'll probably be filming like three, four games a week, depending on games uh i'm not sure okay like but busy i mean three four games kind of gives me yeah, an idea and then I gotta like, edit, like they want me to edit right after that game too yeah they're not a, like a quick like highlight sure so probably the games are around 
an hour and a half, so probably two hours. Is there an aspect of that that's like stressful? That because a lot of this content is probably pretty, like it needs to be topical. Like you mm-hmm. need to turn around and edit in a certain amount of time. Do they give you that time to? Um, you have to get an edit back by after a game. They don't give me a time. They just says they just say do it as quickly as you can because sure. it's like another companies there. They want it up first, a video up first. So I just try do it as quick as I can. Yeah. What? And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about projecting forward now and hopefully you've thought about it. Maybe you haven't thought about it, but thinking about your, your journey going forward. So what, what does like the rest of this film program look like? Like, is it, is it a two year program? Yeah. Two year program. Mm-hmm. So after you get done with that in this is your last year of it, cause you said it was your, your second year of school. Uh, last year I just did generals. Okay. So I got two more years. So you still have two more years, yeah. two more years after this or one more year after this? One more year after this. One more year after this. So you're going to be 20 years old. You're going to be fresh out of... I'll be 21. 21 years old. You'll be fresh out of film school. Mm-hmm. Um, what does your path look like? Or how do you anticipate your path playing out? Um, hopefully just sport videos. That's really what I want to go into. If not, movies would be cool. Or wedding videos. I love wedding videos. And you said that you were editing one mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. What is it about a wedding video that is better or something that you you like more than a than a sports highlight um i don't know everything like at weddings everyone's just happy i love being around positivity um the the like editing the video is my favorite part because you can just get creative and make it look so nice so cinematic i love doing that um i don't know it's just it's just I don't know. I just find it fun. Like, yeah. yeah. Is it is it like a th- is it like a, a less pressure thing, or is it just a way for you to like flex a different creative muscle? Um. Probably it's just another way to be creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So talking a little bit more about slam or or some of these like freelance projects, like being a being kind of your own business in a mm-hmm. sense. Like you are. You know, you are Josh Enterprises, and yeah. you are... I don't have a name yet. Or you don't have a name yet. Maybe you can take that one for free. <laughs> you can have that. Um, and you, you're you going to hopefully be contracting out with a bunch of different companies and stuff like that. Do you expect, like, a slam to play a big role in that? Is there a, a path where you work full-time at slam, or is that not um, for you? I mean, I would I'd probably do that. Um, I mean... I, I've always wanted just to travel and just make videos and slam. They have a travel team. They just go around film the top high school players or they'll do NBA games too. Um, I mean, I would love to do that. Yeah, that's awesome. So part of this, to give you some context, Josh, part of this podcast is uh, calling it how they're here. Talks a little bit about how you're here in your, just in your life. And I Mm -hmm. I think we've done a good job covering that. And another aspect of it is, a geographical aspect. So obviously located here in the Twin Cities. Uh, how do you feel the creator community is? The communities, uh, and maybe even more specifically, of videographers. Is it a is it a large community? Is it a tight knit community? What is it like? Um, there's not many videographers. Um, a few of my friends are, but it's not like there's there's not a lot at all really. I'm the only slam person right now. Do you find that makes it more difficult for you, or do you like kind of having this wild west of no. stuff to shoot? 
I, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So you talked about traveling a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, what, what does that appeal to you? Like, obviously everybody loves um, to travel, but I always love to know why they want just to, to see new things, see new things, be able yeah. to shoot new things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I want to close off uh, our conversation with this, and it's a, it's a question I like to ask from time to time because I think it, it brings about some kind of unique reflective answers. If you were to go back, and for you, you haven't had a super long career, obviously. You're only yeah, about a, a year in. A little over a year. A little over a year in. If you could go back to your high school self mm-hmm. and give yourself any piece of advice, do you, what, what, what would that piece of advice be? Um, probably to start with basketball like sports do like don't go into music videos just do sports sure because yeah I, th- I think that that probably speaks to a point of just doing what you want to do sooner mm. like kind of yeah. skip all the other yep. like bull crap of like exactly. oh, you know i gotta do music videos and then i have to do this it's like well mm. if you have the ability to just go right to the thing you want to be doing mm. why not just go right there exactly i didn't even know what i wanted to do that's why i just did whatever came to me. Sure. I, I think that's, that's probably really smart. Mm-hmm. Well, Josh, that is, uh, that's all I have for you. I, uh, I appreciate it. we've been recording for almost 40 minutes now. Right. I thought like it flew by. So thank yeah. you so much. Um, let the people know where they can go and find you, where they can go and find your um, work. Mainly on Instagram at J-N-G-L-E-R-T, Jinglert. Just, or you can look up my name, Josh Jinglert on Fantastic. Instagram. And yep. you can find his stuff on Slam, all their social media pages, I'm sure. You do fantastic work, Josh. Thank you so much for joining me. Yep, and welcome. best of luck for you this upcoming, the rest of the football season and, and in the winter. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you have a busy winter ahead of you. So, yes, so good luck to you there. All right. Thanks for having me. And that is it for this episode. If you enjoyed, there's more to come. An episode of How They're Here releases every other Wednesday. This season, I'll be talking to an even wider spread of creatives, founders, friends, and contemporaries, and I might even go solo every now and again. So stay tuned to How They're Here wherever you listen to podcasts because you're sure to find something you'll like. In the meantime, check us out on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook by searching How They're Here or find me online at Tyler M. Webb to connect. If you want to hear more from us, make sure to rate and subscribe. It helps us stay in business. Thank you as always for listening, and I'll talk to you all soon. Peace.